talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back, Messy Christianity. Hello, boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? Wow. So, good one today. We've been doing a couple series or a couple podcasts on ministry-related topics. We talked about... Um, uh, what what the uh, how what was our call like today? We're going to talk about what do uh, what lessons have we learned in ministry? Mm. And so, just for you know for clarification, I started in ministry when I was fifteen. I uh, I was a a youth worker, I guess, uh, kind of unofficially leading the group, and then from that point on, I, I've I've always been in a church somewhere in some t- sort of uh, leadership capacity been a worship pastor, been a youth pastor, been a pastor, pastor, interim pastor, been a full-time evangelist, um, missionary, I guess you could say, sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's my experience. Um, and that, I'm 46 now, and I started, so what's that, 31 years, right? Did I do the math right? Sounds right. What's yeah. your what's your uh, First paid position, I was 18 or 19, I honestly don't remember. Um, I'm 50 now, so... 50? I'm 50. Dang, you don't yeah. look a day over 49. No, dude, I'm, I, look, I don't look a day over 45. i gotta, I got to come in under you. Come on now. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Josh and I were talking. He goes, Dad, i got to get my six-pack back. I said, son, <laughs> you ain't mature till you have a keg. <laughs> That's right. You just better hang that up, son. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Or try now, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the math is on that one. 30, so 18, 50, 32, right? 30, 31, 32 years. Yeah, somewhere in there. So, um, and the same thing, I've... Uh, Various positions, full-time, part-time, music, youth, pastoring. Yeah, you um, started a church in Panama started City, Started a yeah? church, yeah. Did that. Uh, started, went about four years or so on that. So, Rocket Town. All kinds. Of, yeah, uh, Rocket Lanes. Oh, Rocket so, Lanes. Rocket Lanes, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I was thinking Michael W. Smith. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Michael W. Smith. Yeah, yeah. If you're thanks listening. For, thanks for listening, You the man. Yeah. We, I call him Mike. So we, <laughs> we're we're by, Smitty. Me and Smitty. I, I just call him Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, but yeah. So ba- baby blue that. sweater in the 80s. So I guess we're just doing that kind of our background yeah, first. Let's just yeah, just do that. Yeah. That's, oh, I thought you meant just making fun of people. <laughs> oh yeah, we make fun of people too. Smitty. That's what I've learned in the ministry: how to make fun of people. Brent, no, you you need a baby blue cardigan. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, Brent. I like my dark blue. I, it is nice. And my gray. You know, if I were so black. dang cheap, I was going to buy and one the other day and wear it just to mock you. You would not be mocking me, sir. <laughs> Maybe mocking me inside of your head, but here you I have... Consider, I, he's like, he wants to be like me. <laughs> it feels comfortable, doesn't it? I, I, Dude, security. it's blazing hot in this room. How are you wearing that thing? Well, I put it in on my left arm first, and then I put my right <laughs> arm in, and then I buttoned it up. Turn yourself so. around. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> so I've been full-time ministry for about 20 years. Before that, I was bivocational part-time ministry for... I don't know exactly three, three, four, five years, as I was pursuing my call and figuring out life and direction and things of that nature. So, been involved in ministry for a number of years, from the bivocational pastor to full time parachurch ministry, um, part time youth pastoring, bivocational youth pastoring, interim youth pastoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done. Done it all. Done, done a little yeah. bit. Filled in here and there musically. <laughs> That's why I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, you know, in one of our podcasts, we talked about don't do things full time that you're probably not gifted in. That was in a, one of them. So 
probably had to do with my background and how I started. Um, <laughs> a wedding singer. <laughs> oh yes. Happen. So there we go. So what lessons have you learned? I I, I want to start because it's just people are mean. <laughs> Golly, people can be mean. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, do we have anything to say about that? No, because I I actually had a similar thought. Mine wasn't quite worded like that, but it, <laughs> but it was it it was similar. So over the thirty years or so, every single situation I've been in, there is there is a mean person. I guess you'd say, or or multiples, but but people are people are people. That's going to yeah. be any occupation, anything you you come to. So I guess my lesson has been. Um, and I've actually, I think, learned this one and still getting better at this one even. Um, sometimes it's okay to just let them keep on talking. I mean, I, I don't have to defend. Defend? Myself. I don't have to defend my actions. Sometimes. Sometimes you do. But sometimes you just have to take it and and, and be okay with it. So I've learned that. Just. Yeah, and I probably shouldn't have said people are mean. I should have said people can be mean. Yeah. But, you know, the old axiom, pe- hurt people hurt people. There's all – I would say on a few instances that the meanness was coming because they were just evil. But for the most part – because yeah. I do believe that, that uh, there are people in church who are just evil. You know, the Scripture talks about happen. sheep – or wolves in sheep's clothing. I think that is is a reality. But by and large, I think people come across as mean or can be mean because they're hurt. Or, or th- to me, they're they're either completely evil, which is rare, but does exist. They're hurt for something, or there's a misunderstanding somewhere. Yeah. So I, I would give that caveat, and because that, that is probably another conversation that it's possible possible but, i've been wrong on something but wouldn't you agree or would you agree that even if there's a misunderstanding the response if it's meanness yeah that's a that's an internal brokenness problem yeah it could be because yeah, it, it's triggered something that's that's from the past that it, it it's a lot it, it becomes a lot deeper than what this the, the actual issue is um in, in their their head i feel like we just went down another yeah. path possibly but what have you learned Brent? One of the things I've learned is that ministry is a unique occupation in that it truly does affect the entire family. It's not an occupation as a full-time on staff. Well, I have to specify a little bit differently because it wasn't the same when I was doing parachurch organization within the church. Work, working full-time within the church, what I've learned is it's the entire family is involved and it's very difficult and I have to be very intentional in not only separating our family dynamic from the church world, so to speak, but also um, not letting what's happening in the church affect what's happening inside the family, if that makes sense. For instance, there's things that I just, I cannot talk to my wife about because even though it is something to do with our family being the church, it, will negatively affect her relationship with it. So it's yeah. it's not uh, I'm working at a business that, that I own and, and what happens there, I, I can just leave it at, at the office, so to speak, and not bring it home. Ministry, there's there's not much of an off time when it no. comes to ministry, and it affects all aspects of life. It's a lot, and I've heard that before, but it was 
It's true. It, it, it's, it's a, it takes things to a different level. You're yeah. really not prepared for it. I don't think I was prepared for this aspect of ministry. Yeah, and, and if you're really pastoring people, and whether you're a worship pastor, or a youth pastor, a family pastor, children's pastor, 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 um, pastoring means shepherding. Yeah. And so you are yeah. you are engaging your life with other people's lives and you're not you're not you're not separating them from you. I mean to truly shepherd people, you you know you don't ever see a shepherd way out in front of the sheep. Now they may go out and check on things, but they're always going to be with the sheep. And because of that, you're going to you're going to rub shoulders. You're going to you're going to be in the midst of all the nasty and the, all the yuck and you know a lot of times you're caught in the middle. And, and, and it's amazing how there's a situation and both sides will come to you not realizing that the other side came. Yeah. Both of them have completely opposite stories, and you can actually understand both sides. And, you know, but the thing is, you're friends with both of them. And mm-hmm. so now you have to mediate from a pastoral position, but also from a friend position. I mean, it, it gets really, really mm-hmm. messy. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Yes, it is. So. And so if that if that situation you bring home, then your family might start to think poorly of somebody because, you know, yeah. because they're human. Right. Yeah. Um, I do think God has given me and I think he's probably given you. I hope so. Anyways, um, a, a special ability to overlook things like like you can come to me and say, hey, this is the deal going on. And I can look at you and say, OK, I get that. Mm-hmm. But not change my opinion of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and I I think over the years that's come. Because yeah, because that, that's, that's right. not an easy one. Um, that's that's not easy at all to. to Maybe look. because we've heard it all so much before. Yeah. that it doesn't surprise us anymore. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it, what's that old thing? Nothing surprises me. Yeah. But it, it, I think it's true. After the years, you really um, nothing does surprise you anymore. So, yeah, it, I think there's a. After years in the ministry, there is a an ability, I guess you'd say, to to look at somebody, look at a situation, and look at uh, something going on in a person's life, and not necessarily judge the person because of the what's going. I don't even know how to word that exactly, but um, that takes time. That really does, and and not let that affect. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Affect the yeah. overall picture. So well. To me, my capacity for um, extending grace and understanding has grown greatly over the last, say, 10 years particularly. Probably because I'm older and I've seen things and I've experienced things, but the ability to be um, not quite as harsh, maybe, is, is it, it makes more sense to do that. And, and I, I think that it's because... God has finally gotten through to me that it's his church and I'm responsible for how I lead mm-hmm. and I have to lead like he would lead. You know, I, I was pulling up the scripture, Hebrews thirteen seventeen, and we've heard this before, but it says, obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They Amen. keep watch. <laughs> they keep watch over you as men who must give account. Man, that's a heavy burden. Yeah. We will give account for every single person God has placed in our charge. Here's what the rest of the verse says. It says, Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. So 
when it says in verse 17, they keep watch over you, um, like a new King James will say, they keep watch over your souls. I mean, there's this, again, this holy calling, this high responsibility that um, that God has given pastors to shepherd. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's very clear in Scripture that we are sheep, but sheep need shepherds, and we are actually under shepherds of the right. shepherd. Right. Um, but it's messy. Yeah, it's messy. There's, It's hard to give like definitive instructions to somebody who's starting out because everything's different. Pray, pray over every single situation. There's no, uh, there's no playbook that now nothing new under the sun, but I, I can't tell you exactly how to handle a certain situation. I've handled many wrong over the years and some of them I've got right. Um, it's messy because, you know, when you're dealing with a congregation, you're dealing with people, you've got different opinions, you've got different viewpoints, you've got, uh, Sometimes camps form un- up underneath you, um, both made up of good people, and and you've we we have that responsibility of of navigating through that and and either you know helping the sheep to come back together or or figure out what's wrong. Um, I mean, it, it, there's no we have the responsibility sometimes to knock a wolf around, you know. Um, there's no there's no definitive playbook on how to handle every situation can be different. Mm. Another thing that I've learned over the years of ministry is that I am not as smart as I thought I was. <laughs> and understanding that helps exactly with what you're talking about, Kevin, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> if I grasp, I don't necessarily have the answer. One of the things I've learned over the last few years, specifically in regards to that, is that I don't have to have an answer for everything. It's okay for me to say, I don't know. And whether that's understanding an aspect of God or understanding a situation or speaking into the situations of why did God let this happen? Why did God not stop this from happening? All of these gamuts of, Mm -hmm. of grasping and understanding God's really revealed to me that my mind is finite trying to understand an infinite God and I'm never going to. Yeah. So I have to be okay with that. That's that was a that was a refreshing. It was hard to learn, mm-hmm. but very very freeing and refreshing to gravitate to that aspect of, you know, I'm still going to seek after God and I want to know more about him in my head, but what's more important to me is I know more about him within the essence of who I am, basically in my heart, so to speak. It's funny cuz now when I, I'm in a situation and a bunch of people are talking and when I hear the person that has the answer for every single thing, I actually go the other way now and go, Oh, that person's got problems. <laughs> I, mean, I really do. I really do. Like I, I, I'm weary of somebody who has the answer for everything and judge me or not. But I, I just, that you, makes me a little skeptical. Do you think part of the reason that, that we are more like that to not have to have an answer is because of self-discovery? We become more confident in who we are and recognized who we are much more so, kind of grown into our own skin. Does that make sense, what I'm I mean, saying? I would, I would say so, yeah. I, sure. I would agree with that. I would also say the other side of the coin is maintaining a teachable spirit yeah. and having the aha moments when God himself reveals it's okay, little buddy. You're you. Yeah, I know you try. <laughs> little 50-year-old buddy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. And, and understanding the enormity of who God is. It's, for me, it was the aha moment of, God really is infinite and I'm finite. 
Now that's that is self discovery, but that's also the, listening to the Spirit of God. So I think it's a, it's both and. Yeah, I think I think when I heard, um, and I, I used to could tell you the date. I, I don't think I could anymore. But a handful of years ago, five six years ago, I distinctly remember carrying the weight of the church on my shoulders, and I really believed that it was going to live or die based on my leadership. And one day God was like. And it probably wasn't even one day. It's probably over a multitude of days or years, whatever. But he said, do you really think I would put the church on your shoulders? <laughs> the whole world's up to you. Your, you. your shoulders are not big enough. Yeah. And, you know, the Scripture says that Jesus said, and I will build my yeah. church. Whose church? His. His church. Yeah. And, man, it was like this release of just pressure and responsibility. It's yeah. not that I no longer would 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 work and serve it was just that i didn't feel so responsible for the results yeah so the romans attack and burn down the city and people are martyred and the church survived all that <laughs> but, and, yet, but, and yet if and i yet, preach a bad sermon it's over if I, if it's, I hit a plunker <laughs> that's right it's over man no so, yeah but that does you know perspective really has a lot to do with it how we perceive our job, our role. And and we talked about the last podcast that, you know, we tend to want to live in extremes. Mm-hmm. Either church life is horrible or church life is amazing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> this is this is kind of a little side stream, but we don't ever do that. We don't ever do that. Yeah. One of the things that that I've had to really check myself on over the last couple of years is motivations. And, you know, I realized that a lot of my motivations were purely about me. Sure. They, they and, and I clothed them. They were cloaked in uh, goodness. But if I really dug through all that, I found that, it, no, it was really about your own ego, your own feelings. And, and something as simple as we make a Facebook post, man, worship today yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Why do we say that? We probably said that because we wanted people to think that our church has got it going on. It depends. I mean, I mean it does depend, yeah. but think there about are times, it. yeah, that you're putting it out there, and I want everybody to tell me I now. Want everybody yeah. to know, or we're soliciting, yeah, that was a great yeah. sermon, or that was a yeah. great song, or whatever. I do think that the other side of that is sometimes you're just so excited you yeah. have to say something, right? Or, or you're, or you're, you're encouraging the, or, the, yeah. the rest of the worship team, you know, because it really was. Um, I do think if you do it every single week, you've kind of negated it. But, um, but you know, if it really, if you genuinely was a, a good one, yay, rah, let's go. Um, I think the words you use, though, is important. If you use words like lit, <laughs> off the chain, that's that's the best way to say it. <laughs> As you know, a 50-year-old guy, when I can use words. If that, I use the word off the chain, yeah. shoot me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, that may not even, we may be out of that one already. I don't yeah, even I think, know. I don't think off the chain What is are the good. kids using these days? I don't know. I, I, think, I think now it's a game changer. Okay. You know, I that's know. a game, today was a game changer. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, you're right. That was a. It was groovy. But but I do have to ask, check, Do I have to check my motive and I have to, test myself and if i am on the line in my own heart i have to say no along the same lines because i know definitively i've done this in the past um even doing a sermon prep um sermon's good i mean like it it, it's when i say good i don't mean like i'm the best preacher ever i mean like it may be a good sermon the points are valid and it's exegesis and all that kind of stuff but i'll put nuggets in there 
that are just uh, I know are going to be um, wow moments that are going to get me some type of oh yeah you know yeah and and that's not necessary I mean it's not necessary to do now it may be from God and you're supposed to, that nugget is really from God but I know in the past I've had some things that I have just intentionally put into into something so that I look like I'm in that, that insightful guy. I'm that, you know, I am the smartest guy in the room where people go, wow. You is that, that kind of like wearing a skin tight shirt so everybody will see your pecs and your, your giant I can, uh, bazooka arms? There's some things I can say that I've never done. <laughs> That's one of them. I've never done that. I will never forget. I, I was at a uh, youth conference and the worship leader, I don't even remember the dude's name, but he was ripped. I mean, when I say Charles ripped, Billingsley, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't Come remember on. who it was. I'm just listen. saying he wore this white T-shirt that lit that that was that was like a it fit like a glove. And all I remember about that entire conference the entire time was going, "Wow, that dude is ripped." <laughs> so so the whole worship's going on. That's all I could think about was. Dude, that guy is ripped. Yep, yep. And and afterwards, I started thinking, why would you wear that? <laughs> and I don't want to test his motives or heart, but oh. that was just a weird thing. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But I don't I either, but I, I don't do that. You don't do that? Nope. You don't ever? <laughs> Never will. Well, What about your skinny jeans you wore Actually, the other day? I don't wear skinny jeans. But I will tell you this, though. If if I do get ripped, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But it ain't gonna happen. It, I mean, but I'm just gonna tell you. You're gonna wear at least one Sunday. So, okay, uh, moving on. Let's get back Brent, to the move topic. us back, please. Yeah. Lessons you learned. Be quick to listen <laughs> and slow to speak, Oops. and you will catch a lot of comedy. <laughs> there you go. So you so this this thing's going around that that you should be that that, that he gave you two ears and a mouth, and so. Two thirds of the time you should be listening. That I don't know. The the numbers just don't work for me. I know where they're getting the numbers, but yeah. I'm thinking you should just say twice as much, twice as likely. But I guess that's two thirds, isn't it? Oh, it, there is a lesson there, though. So let's just just say that, and that is a lesson learned in the ministry to to listen um, and actively and listen. That. Don't listen like we normally listen. L- listen, thinking. Okay, I'm I'm yes. I'm looking at you, but I'm thinking of everything I'm gonna say while you're talking right now. So I'm not really listening. Not listening. I'm just I'm just preparing what I'm gonna respond to you <clears throat> with. Um, yeah, that's not listening. And as our friend Chris Voss always says, you know, last time he was here, he taught us that um, name drop mm-hmm. that. Um, when we listen, to truly actively listen, you are not prejudging what they're saying, but you're listening with a blank slate to the best you can. Because yep. if you'll do that, you'll actually hear what they're saying that's not colored by what you already think they're saying. Sometimes you can get it right, but sometimes you can get it totally wrong mm-hmm. because you've come in with an a- I was actually told that a lot of medicine is like that, that a lot mm-hmm. of doctors, they come in with a prescription already in their mind before they ever see you. Hmm. And it's and I, and I was of course I, I don't know if this is true except that I was told by a doctor that they come in and they do that because they have so many patients they have to see in the day that that they have to get an answer, tell you what they need and then go to the next patient. The problem is you you miss things that way. Right. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you can't. An example of how that would play out in our situations would be uh it's a Sunday after a service and somebody comes up and says 
hey, I'd like to set up an appointment with you this week. A church member. Well, we set up an appointment for Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got now two to three days to stew over what is this meeting about? And it's very easy. To I like go, when they say, I need to talk to you. I need to talk that's to you. It, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. even yeah, better. We need, than, we need to talk. Yeah, we know? need to talk. So, you know, there's two or three days to process what they're coming into the room with. It, it's hard to do that blank slate thing. Um, cause you know, you're now thinking you're processing the whole day. What happened? Who did they talk to? Oh, I saw them talking to so-and-so down in the corner. You know, we can't do that though. We, we absolutely can't do that. We do, but we shouldn't. And we got to work on that. Always work on that. Do you ever get a letter on your desk that doesn't have a return address and you just let it sit there for a day or two, afraid to open it? A letter? Yeah, or or uh, a letter. <laughs> y- 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 y'all don't get anonymous letters. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what's not, white, not what's my that, handwriting? What's that white fine powder inside? <laughs> but you know what? Should I smell it? <laughs> here, here, here's the thing though. Uh, a lot of times when I open that, it's actually a it's, compliment yeah. or it's something that was you know is a, it's a it's blessing, an and you're yeah. going, man, I I stressed over this for yeah. two days. And yep. I, but you never know because sometimes you could also be the spawn it of is Satan. The other way, All right? <clears throat> so one of the things I've learned over the years is that there's there's really nothing simple about church. I mean, I, I, I say nothing. That's probably not true. It's it, it's simple, but it's not easy. Let me mm. say it that way because because it, it's like it's like that pickup sticks game. Every stick is connected to the other, and if you move one, mm-hmm. you shift them all. Yeah. Prime example of this is when we were trying to work out the schedule of of uh, breakfast. You know, w- folks were not coming to worship uh, in time when we started, so we were gonna we were gonna try to shift. And everything we shift, it shifted something else. And we spent hours trying to just find fifteen minutes for a, a transition time. Yeah. You know, somebody on the outside would look at that and go, "Well, duh, just do it this, 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 and this." Yeah. But they don't, they don't, they don't recognize that it's really not that simple, because you've got senior adults that they take fifteen minutes to get from one space to another, right. and you got kids that ha- something has to be done, and you've got kids in the nursery who parents have to get up there and get them and then get back down. It's so much more complicated than uh, than it seems like it used to be. Right. The topic is what have I learned in the ministry and. Um, so you just mentioned one that I think is, is true for all of us. Uh, someone from the outside will look in and say, hey, that's easy. That's a lesson I've learned in the ministry early on is somebody looking in from the outside happens every day, all the time. Um, and so there's a way to to respond to that person and um, and say, hey, you know, we're, actually we're, we're thinking about that. We're talking about that. But there's some other variables on the table. You don't have to really go into detail with them, but there there are there's always a bigger picture that maybe that person's not, not seeing. Um, we're in a unique position, unique profession to where we deal with the opinions of bunches and bunches of people. If we were a business, we'd just change the hours. You know, if we're Chick-fil-A. We just do what we do and change the sign out front and it's done. Yeah. If you get sick after six o'clock, too bad. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Right. Right. So it, but we do, but, we don't are on the weekends, but we are a church, and we are yeah. full of people, and people are what we do. So we can validate we're listening without necessarily taking what they're saying and and changing. We, we, obviously, we can't change to everybody's opinion because they're all different. 
So. One of my favorite ways to address something like that um, when somebody has an issue and they, and they think it's really just as simple as just making a decision and going with it, I like to just ask questions. Okay, so, so how do I do that? Yeah. So what do we do about this? Okay, so if we do that, then what do we do about this other thing? And, you, and, and what you invariably get to is the answer, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. And then, so then the question is, okay, so, but if you don't know and you want an answer, what what answer do we have? Right. Well, that's why I don't get paid the big bucks like you do. <laughs> you ever had that happen? Yeah. Um, and and, and what's, what's crazy, though, is usually when you get to that point, the person still thinks you should just fix it. And you're like, you just told me that you can't come up with an answer, right? Because there's too many. There are too many competing things that have to happen, and you, to you can't be in the same space at one time. It's impossible. What you're wanting is impossible, and you recognize it's impossible, but you still want it. Um, and I don't say that pejoratively. You no. know, people just—it's just a different animal. And there lies the ministry. <laughs> there lies the ministry. That's right. Well, let's close this up. Um, any final lessons you've learned or any um, any uh, admonitions or encouragements? I would say that relationships are vital, and they take time. So be patient. I'm going to echo that. Relationships are the most important. And for me, take time, but take time. You make time in order that you can take time. So um, for me, it's trimming, trimming the fat, getting rid of the stuff that's getting in the way of, because that's easy for me to do get into administrative tasks that are that are mean what's the roi yep. <laughs> on every single thing return we, of investment for those who don't yeah know. always 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 uh, weekly monthly you know am i am i spending too much time doing something that is absolutely useless use of my time if so trim it make more time for people but then then fill it up with people so and i would echo the echo that's exactly the, the right thing we have done this as a staff we have cut down some things that we were doing that we discovered were taking a ton of man hours, but they really weren't accomplishing much in terms of the return on the investment. And so we simply said, look, we're just not going to do that. And I don't think anybody's noticed. Have have you? No, no. I mean... If anybody's listening still, these last two minutes are the most valuable part of this yes, podcast. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, forget everything you else we stick said it out to the end. And do this last part, relationships. Relationships. And trim the, the junk. Trim the junk. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. You have a great day, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.